Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is an interesting story about a new study which focused on the effect of cancel culture on brands found a desire to show or display a moral belief and an urge to correct others' incorrect views is a major driving force behind how intensely people engage in that practice. Goodness me, that felt like a little bit of word salad, but we will... um, we we will clear uh, clear this up. It um, it also found the study that uh, all sides of the political spectrum take part in this behaviour. Essentially, that um, wanting to show your morality can affect uh, how intensely you engage in cancel culture, particularly towards businesses. Uh, one of the authors of this study was uh, the Auckland University of Technology Marketing senior lecturer Jessica Vredenberg, and Jessica joins me now. I believe from Italy. Buongiorno to you, Jessica. Very impressive. Yes, buongiorno to you as well, Emil. Thank you for having me. Before we get to it, what's happening in Italy? <laughs> I'm actually on parental leave at the moment, and um, my husband is Italian and, and based here for, for work, so I'm here for a little bit longer until I'm um, back on the tools, as they say, in, in New Zealand. Magnificent. Whereabouts in Italy are you? We're in Sardinia, so oh. he's actually with the um, Italian America's Cup team. So um, oh, wow. the Kiwis probably know a little bit about that. So yeah, we're based here at the moment, which is quite a little piece of piece of paradise. So he, he joined up with them actually during COVID when we were in New Zealand lockdown. Hey. So how how events unfold, but we'll be back shortly in New Zealand, and I'll be at um, back at work. Indeed, that crazy little thing called life. Mm. All right, let's talk. Exactly. <laughs> let's talk a bit about this this study. It's really really interesting um, to read through. Let, let's talk cancel culture first of all, um, which mm-hmm. is a phrase that many people are very dismissive of. How, for the purposes mm. of this study, do you define cancel culture? Mm-hmm. You're right. This is something that's it's been around arguably for for a while, but the actual terminology and, and kind of the um the the views that we have of it today have have definitely emerged sort of in the last few years essentially what we looked at in our study and this particular study was um a cancellation happens when the public calls out a brand with a power or influence um essentially for some moral transgression that that this particular group is uh, is against with essentially the goal of some form of of damage to reputation, reducing the power, um, but more so actually encouraging more people to sort of join in. So encouraging the public to withdraw their support. So as opposed to it just being, you know, a single individual who might not agree with something and chooses, you know, not to purchase from that brand or not to engage with that brand. Um, this is really in that more public space where um, the the goal is to, quote, 
take down this this entity, this brand, be it a, a corporate or a or a personal brand, a celebrity, et cetera, with the goal of of some sort of damage and and encouraging that that um, public forum to um, to really sort of drive that um, that goal forwards. Yeah, to create a sort of pile on. And I suppose you know the inter- exactly one of the interesting things about this is that once a pile on really picks up momentum, it it, it sort of it. It develops its own kind of energy and life force, doesn't it? It almost becomes like, um, you know, uh, uh, a perennial, a, a solar-powered machine with the sun always shining in the sky. Precisely, precisely. And we looked in a in a previous study to the actual process that that sort of happens. So, you know, the transgression occurs. Um, there's a call out. So somebody sort of identifies that this trans- transgression has occurred, and typically that's. Again, you know, in our connected nature, that's usually a, a Twitter or something to that effect. And then there's sort of this this moral catastrophizing, as 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 we sort of define it, where essentially the the, the figure, the, the the brand, et cetera, in question is is kind of um, attributed as quotes good or bad. So something that they've done is good or bad. And then that's when that sort of pile on starts to happen. That that the the people on the side that are kind of against what what has been said or, or done by this entity start to join the. The conversation and and sort of as you say, kind of continue that that steamrolling forward um, that that then leads to um, sort of the eventual fallout being that sort of goal of of sort of public identification and and whatever the negative sort of consequences are that that come um, as a result of that. I'm really interested in that and in, in in you know what what you you think the ultimate intent is. Uh, as it were, of an effort to cancel a, mm. a brand. Like, is it actually for that brand? I suppose it will differ from person to person mm-hmm. and case to case, but is it, you know, is it mm. actually for a brand to, like, go out of business? Like, our mission will be a success if Nestle goes bankrupt and no longer exists. Mm. Yeah. Um, I would, again, from from what we kind of looked at in this study, mm. it kind of comes back to um, individuals trying to communicate something about themselves. Right. So, using that, um, you know, we're with them, the sort of us versus them mentality to communicate to an in-group that, you know, we're part of this group, we're against this stance, et cetera. And the the brand or whoever the transgressor is, is kind of the the vehicle for that. Um, potentially there is some, you know, goal of, of retribution, you know, there's typically when morality is uh, involved there's their strong emotions etc so so usually the group that's against feels quite strongly about what was said or what was done there usually is some form of of you know that they feel should should occur but what we sort of looked at more and, and came out in our city is more sort of identity piece and that it's kind of less about um what people actually believe, but how tightly it's tied to how they see themselves. Mm-hmm. So um, want to, again, communicate to, to groups and, and use the sort of public forum to, to do that. It is a slightly ropey Zoom connection, so apologies to the audience for that. We will um, persevere because it is um, it does sound like it's it's clearing up a wee bit. Jessica, oh. there, oh, it, it's nothing to do with you. It's a, it's a tech thing. But um, Jessica, are there... You know, it might help to to sort of ground. Okay. <laughs> it might help to sort of ground this in in a or some specific examples. D- did you look at specific case studies of of cancellations of brands or or companies in mm-hmm. the study? 
So in this study, we didn't look at specifics. So essentially what we did was um, earlier on in, in the in the in the study, we asked um, individuals, this was an American sample, so um, to identify their their political identity. And then essentially they were shown a uh, a fictitious um, tweet about Rand taking essentially a stance that was counter to their political ideology. Um, so, so setting it up as something that goes against what they had previously identified to be, you know, the way that they identify. But in terms of um, examples, we did open the the sort of uh, conversation, so to speak, in this in this um, paper about um, Bud Light last year uh, took. Um, on trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney in in terms of some of their um, some of their uh, materials and the backlash on that was um, was huge across a lot of public figures and the brand really took a hit in terms of their um, in terms of their you know stock price and 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 I think at different points they were they were on sort of below cost so just to get consumers back on board um, they had to you know cancel scheduled events because they were worried about employees being targeted by by people who sort of um were were against you know the the, the inclusion of this particular um personality in in the Bud Light brand. Um, so that is potentially an example that um, that people might have been familiar with and, and there's still sort of um, flow ones that are happening um from that. But again to your earlier point, um, you know, yes, Bud Light and, and the Anheuser Busch, the the company um, that the 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 arching brand did experience, you know, um, you know, effects. But they're still in business. We say that they they've survived the sort the storm, so to speak. So so there is kind of this this effect, but it, it kind of depends also on you know potentially the strength of the brand, the size of the brand, um, what the extent of the cancellation is, and. Also, of course, there's the um, there's sort of the, the the trying to fix it piece. So, so how well the company um, tries to sort of rubber, so to speak, to to the consumers also can affect whether whether you know what that effect is and 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 how widespread it might be. That that's one example um, that um, made the rounds quite um, quite publicly. Uh, it was yeah a few months back. So, yeah, I remember that. Um... It was a very interesting time. And and one of the interesting elements of that specific example is that, um, and, and perhaps this, this does play into your wider research, is that um, this does cross mm-hmm. political alliances, doesn't it? I mean, a lot of people might, well, I don't know whether this is true or not, but um, I, I feel like you, you might associate the aggressive pursuit of cancelling something as more of an American left kind of thing. Um, mm. But that was mm. very much driven by the American mm. right, that specific example, wasn't it? So it, it clearly mm. cuts across political mm. lines. Obviously, mm. and that's that's that kind of the the driving force, so to speak, in, in wanted to look at the sort of different piece of it, because there is a lot of debate about whether, again, when, if you look at sort of the Amer- American space, liberals or conservatives are more prone to cancelling. And, and, and like you said, there's sort of this narrative that, you know, is it more liberals? Is it is it a, is it a woke sort of um, issue, so to speak? But there are equally examples coming from the other the other sides. What we were kind of in is is sort of driven to not necessarily which party um, you come from, but um, how central is it to that individual identity? So the people who speak out, for example, with the Bud Light example. Um, 
clearly their political identity is very closely tied to how they see themselves. And so they felt more offended or, or um, the, the need to act on those beliefs um, when, when they were perceived to be, um, you know, questioned with this particular example. So, so it does show itself across the political spectrum, but what we, what we found in this study and, and what we to, to sort of understand better was it's more about how closely that political identity is tied to how individuals see themselves and, and the people that that really are politically driven in that sense that, you know, you might still be a conservative or a liberal, but you might identify more with other other yourself. So maybe you're not so likely to gauge in this, but um, people who do really include that as a as a, as a core part of identity are more likely to be the ones to go through this this cancellation regardless of whether they're both liberal or conservative or what sort of sit on the political spectrum. Jessica, I remember uh, a, a um, I don't think it was an interview, actually, I think it was a talk given by um, Barack Obama a, a few years ago um, after after his presidency mm-hmm. had, had finished. And he was talking about um, how different people perceive, act, how people perceive activism um, at this sort of point in time in, yep. in the modern world, I suppose. And he had a really interesting quote. He said something along the lines of, you know, a thing that I see among young people uh, is that I get the sense now that the way of making change is to be as judgmental as possible about others. And if I mm. if I tweet about mm-hmm. how you didn't do something right, I can sit back and feel good about myself. But he says, that's not activism. That's not bringing mm. about change. And you seem to be suggesting that actually maybe it's more about um, intra-group dynamics and um, almost... Mm-hmm. Almost v- virtue signaling, but not necessarily in a, an inherently bad way. Just signaling mm-hmm. where you stand on things. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I think I, 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 I agree with both both statements. I, I have a lot of research on on brand activism that this sort of cancel culture is a, is is being per, being looked at. Let's say as as sort of one of the outcomes of brands sort of taking a stand. And and I agree that that. A lot to do with cancellation is, uh, as we spoke about earlier, a little bit less sort of that actual end result. Although we are starting to see a bit more of a shift towards, um, um, you know, from these these missteps, so to speak, improvements going forward. Um, how to sort of better ourselves now that we're more informed in terms of brands and less about it really truly taking down, you know, having the brand go out of business. So it's kind of in that, in that space where um, depending on what the ultimate sort of recovery, so to speak from the brand is, it it could be about some form of, of change and progress going forward, but then of course it needs to continue in that, in that space. So it needs to, you know, the brand needs to, to, keep acting in that way that just sort of a single apology and, and we'll do better, but then, you know, making the same mistake in their next campaign obviously is going to uh, hollow, but there is the potential for that um, depending on sort of how that the eventual unfolding is, is handled, but there's definitely the cancellation of the brand activism space is, is inherently public. It's inherently driven by social media, by algorithms, hashtags, et cetera. So um, that that need to um, to sort of identify based on your public, um, you know, communications is, is definitely a piece of the um, of the of the cancellation culture uh, 
beast, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Jessica, we've got about a minute left, but in terms of um, lessons, if any, for brands and companies yeah. out of this, I mean, what 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 conclusions do you come to? Mm. Uh, there's a couple of things, like I spoke to previously. One, one, one big one has to do with sort of how the, how it's recovered a, a bit of a a bit of a you know crisis strategy, um, addressing kind of what's what's happened and um, whether that's uh, an apology, but also um, like I said, coupled with with some sort of tangible change or action in terms of our our work as well. We found sort of more specifically um, different strategies could be more beneficial depending on the the population. So whether it's um, people who have higher levels of political identity centrality, they're going to have the the strongest reactions. So, you know, showing, you know, using words like we've learned from this, we've Mm -hmm. that, that kind of will satisfy a little bit of their need for, you know, that sort of virtue signaling that, that, you know, teaching others that that some of those sort of actions and, and words might be more useful in terms of the the recovery uh, strategies, or if you happen to have a population that's less identity centrality in terms of their their, their politics, um, it might be slightly easier to recover as they might not have as as strong of a of a reaction. Jessica Vredenberg, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. We're going to have to come out of that because we are coming up to the hour. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hulu.